as Pastor Jason mentioned at the beginning, we're in uncharted waters. This has never happened before. Uh, right now, so that you know, uh, there are seven of us in the building that have come in to make uh, this moment possible. I want to thank them all personally for doing that and sacrificing uh, to make this service possible. I'm going to do my best to keep my eyes fixed on the camera. I'm so used to looking out at the audience, but uh, God's going to help us with that. The important thing is not where I look, but where we all look as far as the Word of God. So let's get into it. For the benefit of those that may not have been with us last week, we were talking about having a winning mindset. And that meant having our confidence in Jesus Christ. Knowing that through Jesus Christ, we can trust him for our salvation. We can trust him for our sanctification. We can trust the Lord for guidance and for our protection and deliverance. And as I began to meditate on that this week, the thought came to me is how can we know for sure if we're putting our confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ? I mean, how do you know that you have come to that place where your confidence, your ultimate and full trust is in Jesus Christ for your salvation, for your sanctification, which is the process where God makes us more into the image of his son, his character, for God's guidance, especially in this difficult time, for God's protection. How do you know? What's the evidence, or is there evidence, that we can look at and examine and say, yeah, this is evidence, this is proof that I've put my confidence, my full trust in Jesus Christ? For the answer to that question, let's look into the Word of God and the 91st Psalm. Psalm 91, I'm going to read its entirety. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. He will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evil will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those 
who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. This is a tremendous psalm that we have just read. It records 12 great and precious promises from God. The most important of all of the promise is the rest that God provides for those who put their trust in him, who have their confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ. Rest. And by definition, rest for all of us means this. It means when our soul, which is our emotions and our mind, when our soul is at peace. And at peace means free from worry, free from fear. When we trust in the Lord, then when our confidence is in him, we can have this peace that comes from God that will give us this rest in our soul, this peace, this, this freedom from fear or worry. And I think you'll agree with me that in this current pandemic that we are all dealing with, we see all around us people who are feel fearful. We see all around us people who are worried. They're all, everybody is worried about what's going to go on. There's such an unrest in our society now. Uh, in fact, I was just listening on the news coming in, and one of the things that's happening here uh, in the Chicagoland area is all the gun stores are now being inundated with people buying gun and stocking up on ammo. Think about that for a moment. We're at such a place where people now are not just trying to stock up on food, but people are so afraid now that they're actually stocking up, buying guns and stocking up on ammo as if they're going to have to fight a literal war with other people. Such is the unrest, such is the fear and the worry that many are facing in this current pandemic crisis in our country and all around the world. If there was ever a time when we needed God's rest, I know you'll agree with me, this is it. This is the time where more than ever before we need God's rest, where our soul can be at peace, free from worry and fear. And think about all of these great promises that we find in, the, in this psalm. There's the promise to rescue us from every trap. There's the promise of protection from deadly disease. There's the promise to, to cover us and to shelter us under his wings. And the imagery there is, is uh, of a hen that, that spreads out her wings and gets her chicks to come underneath them and she protects them in a time of trouble. What a beautiful imagery there we have of God sheltering, protecting his children. The Bible declares that no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. His angels will protect us. He will rescue us. He will protect us. He will be with us in trouble. He will reward us with a long life. He will give us his salvation. Twelve promises recorded in this psalm for the people of God, for those who put their faith in Jesus Christ, 
and have their full confidence in him, these incredible promises are for you and I here today. And because of God's rest, we won't be afraid. We won't dread. And that word dread in verse 5 deals with having an intense anxiety. We won't dread the disease that stalks in the darkness. What incredible, precious promises that we have from God. Can we take a moment before I go further and just thank God for these incredible promises? Come on, if you believe them with me, just thank God. God, we want to thank you this morning for your word. We want to thank you for these incredible promises that we have in your word, oh God, that through your rest, oh God, we, we, we can have this peace in our soul where we are free from worrying. We're free from uh, being afraid, oh God, uh, that we have these promises that you're going to watch over us. You're going to protect us, oh God. This deadly disease that's moving, that's going around, God, you're going to watch over us and keep us from this plague, oh God, that stalks in the night. I thank you. We thank you for these incredible promises in your word. Would you say amen with me on that? Amen. Now, having said all that, what I want to talk to us today is regarding how you and I can obtain God's rest because it's not automatic. So how can we obtain God's rest? Three things that I see in the scriptures here. Number one, we need to live in the shelter of the Most High. That's verse one. Notice the Bible says, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. We need to live in the shelter of the Most High. And that means this, that word live means literally there to dwell in, to abide in, a continual abidance in. in the, and in the word shelter there, uh, some translations have the secret place. Uh, and the imagery there is of the inner sanctuary of God in the tabernacle. Uh, but it's not talking today to you and I of a physical building. There, there is no rest that can come just because you're in the house of God physically. The rest comes from the presence of the Lord. That's where we get our rest from. God's rest, listen to me now, is reserved for those who maintain a continual communion with the Lord Jesus Christ. When you and I maintain a continual communion with Jesus Christ, then we, a byproduct of that is God's rest. God's rest. That's when our soul is at peace. And it's important that we stress that because no human being can give you peace. I can't give you peace. Uh, the, 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 no, your parents can't give you peace. Uh, you look at any other human being. The president of the United States can't give you peace. Uh, no, the government can't give you peace. No organization, no human being can give us peace. Peace. You can't say, well, if I could only get to the church, then I, I would have some peace uh, or, and my soul would be at rest. You won't find rest simply by coming into a building. You only find rest, the rest of God, as you're in the presence of God, as you spend time in his presence. It's why the Lord Jesus Christ himself said this 
in Matthew's gospel, chapter 11, verse 28 and 29. Listen, then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will, there's a promise from God, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will, again, another promise, find rest for your soul. This is the exhortation of the Lord Jesus Christ. He didn't say uh, come to church as important as church is all about, but we're learning now in these days where we're, we're prohibited from coming and gathering and that the importance of, of being in God's presence. It's not about being in church physically because you can be here but not be in God's presence. The important thing is for you and I to understand at home, that to get alone and be in God's presence because only being in God's presence will, will we have his rest. Rest won't come with the assurance of our president. Rest won't come with our government, our governors making the right decisions. And we need to pray for them that they will. We'll talk about that in a moment. But rest will only come when we get into God's presence. My encouragement to you in these days that we are all sheltering in, it's important that we make time to spend in God's presence because there is where our rest will come from. So number one, uh, in obtaining God's rest, we need to live in the shelter of the Most High. Number two, we need to declare our trust in the Lord. Listen, and you need to do it out loud. Listen to the psalm in verse 2. This I declare about the Lord. There are three things he's going to declare. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust in him. So notice, he's, uh, the, the, the psalmist there is declaring out loud that God and God alone is his refuge, his place of safety, the, the place that he trusts in the most. I, again, I want to stress this so much. I love you. I wish we could be here, but we cannot be here. So the important thing is to recognize it's not about a physical place. It's about a spiritual place. You need to be in God's presence. And when you're there, I, I, I think the important thing for our soul is that we speak out. We declare the things that we know to be true. I, we affirm them out loud. I think that's a faith booster for all of us. I know it helps me out when I begin to uh, out loud declare, Lord, you are my refuge. I trust in you. I, I, I thank you for government. I thank you for the wisdom you're giving them. I thank you for all the decisions that they make to help us be safe. But God, my ultimate trust, my confidence is in in you, for you alone are my place of safety. You alone are my God. You alone do I trust. It's a declaration like that that gives you and I what I call a calm courage in the face of this trouble. Or we're not worried and we're not fretting and we're not speaking words of woe. We're not speaking words of concern, but rather we're speaking words that build up, words of courage that strengthen people. Uh, you want your family to be strong? Let them see the calm courage that you have as you trust in the Lord and declare publicly, out loud, God 
is our refuge. God is the one that's going to see us through. He's our place of safety. Number three, we talk about we need to live in the shelter of the Most High. We need to declare our trust out loud in the Lord Jesus Christ. And number three, we need to call on him. Listen to the 15th verse. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. We need to call on him. What does that mean? It means that we need to continue to lift up our voice in prayer. Not only do we need to lift up our voice in declaration of our trust in the Lord, but we need to remember that as the church, as the very people of God, I believe with all of my heart, we are the key to getting through this current pandemic that we're all dealing with. I try, I think, again, I want to make sure you all hear me clearly. I thank God for the government. I thank God for all of those in authority that are making decisions uh, as best as they can to keep us safe. But our ultimate trust is in the Lord, uh, not only just to keep us safe, but to deliver us, to deliver this world from this current pandemic that we're dealing with. And he has promised that if we would lift up our voice, he would answer. The church is the key to the eradication of this virus. For the Bible says this in, in, in Second Chronicles, let me remind you of it. It's 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. The promise of the Lord to heal our land. Now, here's my heart this morning. Our land needs healing. But more important than physical healing, our, our land needs spiritual healing. The church is the key. If we, the people of God, would humble ourselves, and begin to seek the face of God and cry out to God, asking God not just to eradicate this uh, virus so that uh, no more people will die, no more people will get sick. I believe God can do that in a heartbeat. That's not a, 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 an impossible thing for God. In fact, it's an easy thing for God. But more importantly, that we would pray, God, in this current situation, what we need more than ever before is a spiritual awakening that will bring healing into people's lives, spiritual healing, where people will recognize the brevity of life, where people will understand, I need to get right with God. It is my prayer that the church would rise up in prayer all over this country, yea, all over the world, and say, God, this pandemic is not something that's pleasant or easy. For sure, it's difficult. But God, we're praying that as the Bible says, you work out all things for the good. Work it out for the good, God, that people will be awakened spiritually to their great need of a Savior in Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, the people of God, we need to pray. 
We need to pray, not just for physical healing, as important as that is right now, but even more importantly, we need to pray for spiritual healing of our nation. And God has promised that if you and I will lift up our voice and call upon his name, that he will answer and he will heal our land. Worship team, if you would come back up. I think it's important that we recap what we're talking about here this morning. I'm not long with you, but rather I, I felt to be focused on the truth of God's word in this current time where there's such unrest in our society, in our, in our country, in our world, where people are scared, worried, uh, not sure what tomorrow is going to bring. Uh, I think that it's critical that we, the people of God, are not running scared, that we're not worried. We want to use wisdom, yes, but we want to be a people that lead the way, that demonstrate that we have our fullest confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the evidence that we have that is God's rest, where our soul is free from fear or worry. Our confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he's going to watch over us and protect us in this time of trouble. That he's going to be our shelter as we spend time in his presence. We recognize that he's the one that's going to Keep us in his rest. You can't be away from God and have the rest. You have to be in his presence. You and I have to maintain that relationship with God. I was talking with the pastor yesterday, and we both concurred that in this current situation, the church is at a critical point. God's people were all at a critical juncture. This crisis is either going to strengthen our faith and make us stronger in God, or it's going to crush it and cause us to forsake God. There is going to be no middle ground. Either we're going to live with God's rest in our soul, having our confidence in Him, free from fear and worry, or we're going to be a, a people that give in and start running scared and doing things that we ought not to do. It is my prayer this morning that every single one of us as the people of God would live with God's rest. Pastor Jason and the worship team are going to lead us in one more song and then we're going to close in a word of prayer. Come on, sing it with them. Yes, Lord. Your name and still you call the sea to still the rage of me to still every way at your name and Jesus Jesus you make the darkness tremble Jesus Jesus you silence fear Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus, 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 
Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus, Jesus, you silence fear. Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus, Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning. It's easy to declare that our confidence is in you this morning. But there needs to be evidence in our life. We can't declare that we trust the Lord and, and yet live under fear and worry. And it's your desire for all of your children to be filled with your rest. And in this moment, God, I pray first for those that might be watching us for the very first time might, or have, have listened in the past but have never come to that place where they've made a decision to embrace your son, Jesus Christ, as their Savior. They consider themselves good people. They consider themselves moral people, maybe even religious people, but they've never come to that place where they have confessed their sin to you and asked you to forgive them and publicly declared their faith in the finished work of your son, Jesus Christ, on the cross of Calvary. They've ever embraced him as their savior. And I pray even now, God, as they listen, that they would come to the place where they would decide, today, right now is the moment that I'm gonna say yes to Jesus Christ. I'm gonna ask him, to come into my heart. Father, and as they do that, hear from heaven and answer their cry, O oh God, and forgive them of their sin and come by your spirit into their spirit. Oh, seal them and make them your very own. And I pray for all of us that are already the children of God, all of us that have said yes to Jesus, we understand that we are in a crisis moment. We understand that, that this pandemic is spreading and possibly will continue to spread. We understand that we are the light of the world. And in this time that, where darkness seems to, so prevailing, I pray, Father, that we would live with the rest of God. This peace, oh God, that will cover our soul, oh God. This peace that the world declares, oh God, isn't available, but we know that it is, oh God. This peace that passes all understanding, oh God, where people may look at it, well, why are you free from worry? Why are you not afraid? It's not about being foolish or arrogant, but it's about living in your presence and as a result of that, knowing you're in control, God. You have all things in your hands, Father. I pray for all of us, oh God, that more than ever before, we will make sure that we live in the shelter of the Most High God, that we spend time in your presence because it's only in your presence where we find your rest. I pray, oh God, that we will be distracted as we are spending more time at home, oh God, but that we will make sure that we spend time alone with you and your word 
so that you can fill us with your rest, O oh God. I pray, O oh God, that we will begin to declare to our friends, our family members, whether it's in social media, oh God, whether it's through phone calls, oh God, but that we will declare our, our trust is in you, oh God. We will declare that you are our God. You are our place of safety, oh God. We trust in you, Lord. Help us to be communicators of that, oh God, to be lifters up of, of people, oh God, in their hearts, oh God, to encourage rather than to spread fear or worry, oh God. Help us to be a people that spread the rest that's available through Jesus Christ. And lastly, Father, I pray that we, your people, would recognize that we have been given an awesome privilege but also a great responsibility that if we would pray, if we would seek your face, if we would spend time lifting up our voice and asking you to intervene in this moment, in this crisis, oh God, lifting up this pandemic from the world, oh God, that you would hear from heaven and you would answer and you would heal our land. And just as importantly, God, May we never forget as, you, as your people that more than ever before, we need to pray for the salvation of souls, God. That you would use this time, oh God, to open people's hearts to eternity and their great need of a Savior. Lord, I pray this all in the matchless name of Jesus Christ for his honor and for his glory. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Come on, one more time. Put your hands together and bless the Lord. Now, before we sign off, uh, because obviously you're not here and we can't receive an offering, there's a little video that we want you to watch uh, that will help you uh, get acquainted with the different ways that you can contribute online. So please take a moment and watch the video. God bless you. We'll see you next week, Lord willing. Hey, Belmont family. Pastor Tom here. As you've learned, our services at the church have been suspended due to the virus outbreak and recommendations of government authorities. While for the time being, we are unable to be together in person, we trust you will connect by watching our broadcast available on our website, our Facebook page, or on YouTube. I want to share with you the importance of remaining faithful to God in all areas of your life. Prayer, reading the Bible, worship, and serving wherever possible. Another important area is giving. Whether we are able to be physically present in church or away for whatever reason, it is up to each of us to maintain our commitment to the Lord's blessings on our lives by being faithful in honoring Him with our finances. If you go to our website at belmontag.org or go to the Give page, you will find different ways possible to continue your giving while not at church. Whether it is by using EasyTithe on a computer or phone application, using your own bank account bill pay service, or simply putting a check or money order in an envelope and mailing it, you do have options available to easily stay on course with your giving. Although services are suspended for the time being, Belmont continues to have bills and expenses to pay. Your faithfulness in giving will help us now going forward 
as we continue our journey together. God bless you all, and may he watch over you continually.